All right. Effective today, there are some big changes coming to anybody who is going to take federally regulated transportation. And for more on this, let's welcome in our travel expert, Marty Firestone, who joins us on this Tuesday here on Global News Radio. Hey, Marty, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Okay, what are the big changes that to take effect today? Well, the transition period is over. There's no longer any ability to get on a plane, train, or ferry without proof of being fully vaccinated. 12 years old and up have got to show it or they're not getting on. Okay, and up until now, up until uh, today, if uh, you could not prove vaccination, you could give them a, a negative PCR test. Is that right? That's correct. But today, that's all over with. And going forward, it's got to be proof of your vaccine passport. All right. How do you think that this is going to affect travel moving forward, Marty? Well, if it wasn't for this recent variant talk, which we can talk about in a second, I suspect this was all good. This was letting you know that that person next to you on the plane, the train or the ferry also was double vaccinated. That would have given people confidence and less hesitancy to travel. And going forward, it would have been a very special thing for the travel industry. Yes. Mm -hmm. How uh, much have they been really enforcing this? Because I've seen this all over social media. I'm sure you've seen it from time to time. As a matter of fact, I just saw it this morning. Somebody tweeted out that they uh, went through an airport. I can't remember which one, but a Canadian airport uh, was not asked uh, once, either in the airport or boarding the plane, for their proof of vaccination. So it seems as if it's been fairly haphazard. It, It has. I've heard the stories from my own clients who said, you can't believe it, they didn't ask me to show anything. So, I mean, that's bizarre. Having said that, I get the impression that today, starting today, they are going to be very careful and check everybody. So we'll have to hear and see what happens. But if anybody says they have it and they don't, they are in for a large penalty for sure. What is the penalty, by the way? I'm not sure. I just know it's a large dollar amount. I think it could be $5,000. i am not sure, but definitely a penalty if you are not telling the truth, for sure. Okay. And do you think that they're clamping down now because this is the end of the grace period or because of this emergence of this uh, new variant or, or maybe both? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. If there wasn't the variant issue at all, I still suspect that they had to say, come December 1st or November 30th, guys, we've got to be checking everybody coming through and we've got to make sure that this is being followed. So I, I think it would have happened regardless of the variant. Okay, well, speaking of that variant, we know that there's travel restrictions that have been put into place, but uh, how is this going to play out moving forward, do you think, or or do we know yet? Well, that's the whole point. We don't know, and I think the way everyone's talking is we need to buy time. We need to buy time to understand more if the vaccine does work against that variant, and by doing some sort of restrictions, of course, travel restrictions to South Africa and the other countries, and then some countries are actually stopping foreigners from coming in or quarantine periods. So there's a lot going on, but I suspect in the next week or two, you'll have the answer. And unfortunately, if the answer is that there is an issue, that's going to cause some very serious issues with border crossings. And let's hope not the Canada-U.S. one. That would be a big step back. Yeah. Is there a feeling that the travel industry as a whole could be shut down again because of this? And what do you think about people, myself included, full disclosure, booked a trip for uh, the Christmas break over the uh, holidays? Do you think that that's in danger? No, I don't. I really don't. I think that uh, it's not going to happen that quickly. And I do think from what you're hearing early reports that it is not the sort of thing that puts you back in a uh, ICU or on a ventilator. It is, again, mild symptoms. So I think they just have to 
figure out more importantly, will the vaccine cover it or do they need a new vaccine? And if they need a new vaccine, we've been told that can be updated relatively quickly. So, no, I don't believe your Christmas holidays and I don't believe travel to the U.S. or some destinations per se is going to be hampered. But international travel, I don't see that happening at all. There's a lot of cancellations I'm seeing now for people who are going to different countries. Israel, for one, now shuts it down. All the South Africa trips definitely shut down. And now Japan and a few others will be shutting borders for foreign tourists. Yeah, what is the feeling amongst those in travel, the travel industry uh, as a whole? Because I'm sure they're concerned, much like a small business. Marty, we were talking about this uh, yesterday with Dr. Peter Uni, head of the science table here in the province, how small business owners can ill afford to shut down again. I'm sure that's the same for travel providers. Cannot take a step back in any direction, even as simple as the PCR test for the short 72-hour day trippers. If they were to put that back in place, and and take back what they had done, that in itself would be so detrimental. So imagine if they ended up going back to any kind of walkbacks with the amount of capacities and things like that. It would be just a really, really bad situation. Is the feeling here, let's just not push the panic button, at least not prematurely, that we've done everything? I mean, here we are talking November 30th. We've started that everybody must be fully vaccinated to be on federally regulated uh, transportation, that we've done everything we possibly can to ensure people's safety? We have. But you know what I think is in the back of minds of many countries and governments is that they were criticized for not acting quickly back in March of 2020 with shutdowns and and flights and things like that. So maybe they're being just a little more proactive now than is necessary, but having to do it so they don't run into that same risk they ran before. All right. And just finally, best advice for those thinking of booking a trip, uh, get some cancellation insurance? The fear out there is still the same. COVID-19 is a known cause and trip cancellation slash interruption insurance will not cover if there is another border closure, a flight cancellation or anything related to COVID other than getting COVID yourself and not being able to go. So tremendous hesitancy still to be able to put down large deposits knowing you won't get them back from trip cancellation insurance. All right, Marty, thanks. Appreciate the update. As always, we'll talk again soon. Great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Travel expert Marty Firestone with us. And we're back after this break on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.